0: Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello and welcome to the Nobody Likes Casey McClain podcast, and we are back for another week. Um, I am recording with a different microphone, so tell me if you think it sounds good, bad, no different. Let me know. Uh, this week is, uh, so my wife went back to work. If you for uh, if you're listening for the first time um which I know that not that many of you are I see the numbers <clears throat> my wife went back to work um she was covid free like or whatever tested negative um I don't know what she went to work on Friday and it was like several days before that that she tested negative my daughter's also testing negative uh we do we're not as a family out of the covid woods yet but again uh, for people's anonymity's sake, I'm not going to say. <laughs> oh man, this shit will never end. This is the first we've actually like knowingly been touched by it. I know that I talked about uh, thinking that I got it from ISMO in Indianapolis. <sighs> it does seem like the um, the Omicron variant is, is becoming the predominant variant and also early indications seem to indicate that it's, um, less severe, which is great. That's good news, right? That's like, if it starts to become substantially less severe, that's great if that becomes the predominant, uh, the predominant strain. Strain? No. Variant (laughs) strain. (laughs) Like, I don't even smoke weed, and it's, for some reason, strain came into my mind. Um... So hopefully, you know, hopefully all those things are true. And, you know, whatever. I'm, uh it's annoying. It's annoying that this is happening. And hopefully it's, you know, hopefully everything works out. But uh yeah, you know, we're not the first, uh we're not the first family. We've done everything we could to avoid this becoming a tragedy. So again, I feel like, you know, we've done everything. We're three times vaccinated. My entire, like the, every part of my family that we see on a regular basis is three times vaccinated. And I don't, I mean, there's nothing else we can do. So, um, you know, hope for the best. Uh, we're going to make this a fun podcast, but I'm starting off with an update of my life. I will be doing guest spots with Gabriel Rutledge. Uh, I did find out I don't know if I brought this up on the last show. I was supposed to be booked in Bremerton and I had a classic moment where I basically know that I caught the booker, uh, not (laughs) the booker hadn't told me that the show was canceled. And I sent him a message. I was like, Hey, uh, this show, you don't have like an event made for it. What's going on with the show? What I think I made it sound like, Oh, I'm going to be doing this. So can, cause he, this is a, I I, I don't know if I brought this up already, but the booker asked me to like, where it's, it's a late show starts at 10 PM, uh, wants me to close it out, which is nice. Uh, typically that means that this booker thinks that I was going to be the best comic on the show. That's nice. That's flattering. And then he said, and also, we'd like you to show up an hour early. And the cat's out of the bag, I guess. I wasn't going to show up to that fucking show an hour early. Uh, Whether it happened or not, I wasn't going to show up an hour early. So, um, we are, I'm not doing that show, which is fine. Uh, I was kind of there are shows that you do for the money and there are shows that you do for fun. And I don't know how much money that one was going to pay. And I was not quite sure if it was going to be a fun show or a money show, no matter how much money it paid. It could have been neither. So anyway, I'm not going to be in Bremerton. I think it'll end up being Friday. Um, that I met laughs comedy club with Gabriel Rutledge doing guest spots, having fun. Gabe's my buddy. I haven't, uh, when did we see each other last? It's been a little while, I think. We talk a lot. We talk. I'm just uh, having a, a meaningful conversation with a microphone in my home office about my buddy Gabe. <laughs> go check out, by the way he's got a he's got a children's book that we talked about on a past podcast episode. But it's an, it's a children's book for adults. Um, go check that out. It's very funny. So go do that. All right, let's move on to some fun stuff. Um, I already don't like this microphone, I think, by the way. I like it. I, I think it does a good job, but I think that for this purpose, it's doing a much worse job. I feel like I'm infinitely louder and quieter. And I also feel like this is one of those things that I care about a lot and nobody actually notices when they listen. So give me the goddamn feedback. We found out this weekend that Nancy Reagan was Hollywood's blowjob queen which how often do we find this stuff out it's like you find out that these like uh conservative voting against gay marriage politicians are actually solic- soliciting sex in airport bathrooms and shit like that um the wife of one of the, you know one of the more conservative presidents of the past 50 years uh was sucking everyone's dick in Hollywood for in her heyday and good for her good for him. I mean, I don't know if I quite understand with that embarrassment of riches why he was so fiscally conservative, but uh yeah, I think I think that the there's some suspicion that Nancy Reagan gave oral sex to Mr. T, which is congrats to Mr. T. Was Nancy? I got to see what Nancy Reagan looked like as a young lady. I'll give you the, this is the excerpt from, it's from, uh, Kitty Kelly's biography. Nancy Reagan was renowned in Hollywood for performing oral sex. Just say yes, Nancy. Oh, wait, this is, this is, uh, from, I was was, like reading it as though that was part of the biography. According to Kitty Kelly's, this is from, um, the village voice. According to Kitty Kelly's biography, Nancy Reagan was renowned in Hollywood for performing oral sex. Just say yes, Nancy, in the days when she was Nancy Davis, was known to give the best blowjob in town, not only in the evening, but in offices. That was one of the reasons she was very popular on the MGM lot. It must have been, it must have made her very popular with Ronnie as well. Uh, Can you imagine Nancy Reagan would have turned a 100 this year? She died, I think, five years ago maybe six years ago at, uh, 94 years old, either 94 or 95 years. I understand that. I knew the math. I know the math that if it's, if she was 94 and she would have been a hundred, I get that six years. Um, (laughs) can you imagine finding out that your 100 year old would be 100 year old grandma was known for giving the absolute best oral sex in a place where she probably had quite a bit of competition. She was playing in the majors Hollywood in the 1960s, that's the major leagues of blowjobs. I don't think that can be the title of this podcast. Um, yeah, that's, that's rough. That's a rough revelation about old grandma. Uh, let's see. Are there any other good tweets on this? I'm on a hiphopwired.com. Let's see. Uh, There's just a lot of memes. Um, Let's see. Let's see a young Nancy Davis. Nancy Davis. I think Ronald Reagan. They they uh, determined that he had Alzheimer's in the or as president in the White House. I don't know that we're going to avoid that with the present president. Yeah, Nancy Reagan was uh, quite an attractive lady back in the day. It is weird though how every. One from that period just kind of looks like um, the lady that played Dorothy on The Wizard of Oz. Every picture just looks like Dorothy to me. All right, next. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm gonna do the. Um, we'll do the Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool is a a player for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he had the Pittsburgh Steelers were driving in a game that they probably should not, by the way, have still been in. They made a huge comeback, and they're driving. There's not a lot of time left. They don't have timeouts left to stop the clock. Chase Claypool makes a catch uh, in in play. Can't get out of bounds, and then does a first down celebration. I'm going to play the audio because I have the everything queued up for that, so why not have a little multimedia action?
1: caught by claypool
0: first down clock running and it may come up and clock it now there he goes they got it now the balls they 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 can't get the ball to the official
1: he's trying to scramble to get it set
0: so claypool catches this ball and then does a first down celebration like stops puts both uh both you know fingers pointing forward for a first down there's a Vikings player, a safety, I think his name's Harrison Smith, that just looks baffled that Claypool's even doing that. Then Claypool, uh, an offensive lineman from the Steelers, runs over to get Claypool to take the ball, ball, put it back down on the hash, get the clock to, like, get it so they can spike the ball. Let's preserve as much time as possible. In that process, the ball gets loose, gets kicked away. The Steelers end up wasting, well, probably would have been like a 5 or 10 second uh transaction became like a 16 17 second situation and so it's very stupid everyone is uh, shitting on Claypool on social media and all over and on uh, you know these talking head shows and stuff and then here's Claypool uh, not exactly owning up to it after the show after the show after the uh, the game why celebrate the first down there later obviously cost your team a few seconds yeah um you know Definitely gotta be better. Uh, I got tackled near the hash, did my little first down point, and uh, went to hand the ball to the ref. But he, he had just got there. Right. Um, so even if I got right up and looked for him, he's put in there. So he, he ran down the field to come get the ball. The ball got knocked out of my hands. That's what cost us time. Um, but I definitely do have to be better. Uh, I knew the situation. I knew, you know, I know I'm near the hash. I know the ball's place on the hash. I got me better and, uh, the ball should get knocked on my ass. Chase Claypool argues like my wife, like Chase Claypool's argument is like, actually the thing that cost us, uh, seconds wasn't my fuck up. Wasn't my boneheaded play. In fact, it was actually the, the guy trying to solve the problem that I was creating. That guy was the guy that cost us seconds. It was it's uh this is like a guns don't kill people, people kill people argument. Like I didn't cost the time. It was this guy trying to correct me fucking up, losing the time that cost us the time. Um, I mean, I don't know how old is chase Claypool chase Claypool. How old are you? 23 years old, man, six foot four inch was last year's rookie year. I know that he's good. I know that Chase Claypool is very, very good. And he was born in uh, Abbotsford, British Columbia, where there is a yuck yucks club that told me they will not book me to do anything. <laughs> they have a policy about booking, um, Americans. They have to be, they have to be like a famous American to do the yuck yucks in Abbotsford, British Columbia. So, I mean, uh, let's, I don't respect it that much that, uh, he went to Notre Dame, but I don't respect a Canadian football player very much. Second round pick, um, yeah, it's a fuck up. The Steelers, their people started comparing him to other Steelers players, and I don't think that they, um, I think they missed one because so Juju Smith Schuster, they've blamed his like desire to be on TikTok or his TikTok uh, obsession for some issues. Obviously, Antonio Brown's been a fuck up. Plaxico Burris was originally a Pittsburgh Steeler, and what we, we, well, we know Plaxico for the most now is shooting himself in the leg. We know about that. But what people forget is, let me see if I can pull up this play. Plaxico Burris, live ball. All right.
1: Them ...offensively as well. Now,
0: Plaxico Burris is a real nice player, the wide receiver, but you know what? Show Bolt later, will you please? He's not touched here. And so, hey, I made a great catch. Get- so, this was in either Plaxico Burris' rookie season or his second season. And in the the rule differences between the NFL and college, are that in the NFL, if you're not touched down by contact, the the ball's still live. In college, when you go down, you're down. Doesn't matter if you were contacted or not. So, Plaxico Burris goes down and he's used to this, these college rules, gets up, spikes the ball on the ground, it's a fumble. The Jacksonville Jaguars recover. The Steelers have, since Hines Ward, who's like a consummate professional, he's like the guy everyone thinks about as being one of the most professional receivers ever. People talk about Hines Ward being an amazing blocker. That's how professional Hines Ward is. Is Hines Ward in the Hall of Fame? Hines Ward, Hall of Fame. Are you in there, Hines? Oh, it says Hines Ward faces an uphill battle for a Hall of Fame spot. Okay. Uh hall you know near Hall of fame player heinz Ward is since Heinz Ward they've had just almost exclusively fuck ups as top receivers the Steelers have um all right, let's our next topic uh did i oh no i what did i do i went i went too far, just don't play, no, don't play, okay. So while I was watching football today, I saw this commercial. I'm going to play the commercial and explain what's happening. And it's just an absolutely wild commercial to me. So it's, I'll, I'll set the scene. This is a uh, Colagard commercial. Colagard is a, is a colon cancer screening. This is, I'm sure this is very important. I'm not downplaying the importance of Colagard, but I do. This is a colon cancer screening device kit, something like that for people 45 and older uh, who have an average risk of colon cancer. The commercial starts out, it's two couples uh, in their, you know, mid to late 40s, it would appear, a uh, black couple and a white couple can't have, you know, the uh, racial makeup of couples in commercials is very complicated these days, black couple, white couple sitting at a restaurant, they appear to be sitting outside, luckily, that's why they are maskless, in this, uh, in this video, I'm going to play, <laughs> I'm going to play this commercial and explain what's happening. Fries or salad? Salad. It's a colon commercial and this guy's like, this is like a herpes commercial for your butthole, basically. Oh yeah, I'm going to get a salad. He sees fries, I'm getting a salad. Twice. It is. So is screening for colon cancer. When caught in early stages, it's more treatable. Hey, Cologuard. Hi. I- now this is like a, a square. Presumably this is like the box that this kit comes in, <laughs> but it's a box that's got this ColaGuard logo on it and it's animated. It's like a 3d, like uh what's that called? Not, is it CGI? Like the, it's like a Pixar colon. <laughs> it's like a Disney Pixar colon cancer test kit box. Uh, is that CGI? I don't know what that, maybe that is CGI. I'm non-invasive, and I detect altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers, even in early stages. Early stages. It's for people 45-plus at average risk for colon cancer. Not high risk, false positive, and negative results may occur. Ask your provider if Cologuard is right for you. Just Colon cancers, going back. even in early stages. Early stages. It's for people 45-plus, invasive, and I detect altered DNA in your stool to find 92 92- Okay, that's the part that, that threw me, is this thing is at... We're sitting at a lunch table, and this box is talking about you shitting into a cup. That's the unrealistic part to me. I'll take an animated box. I believe that exists more than uh, four people sit at lunch, and a stranger comes up and starts talking about shitting in a cup, and these people are just thrilled to hear about it. Um, I think, it, by the way, I do think that ColaGuard makes intentionally silly commercials because they are memorable, uh, as I was going through trying to find this commercial, there are many commercials that other people find silly, so this might be a, a situation where they've intentionally made this stupid so that assholes like me would would boost them. Okay, so this is, the podcast is almost over, but I, I typically have a rule against shitting on other comedians, however, I do want to play... um. Jim Brewer. Let's see if I can find the, find the, um, oh uh, this is, oh yeah, here it is. It's from right wing watch. I'm going to probably have a hard time getting back to the original video. I think, um, where are you at? Where are you at? No, nope, that's an Eric Trump video. Right wing watch. I believe. Oh yeah, here we go. Here we go. So this tweet reads the right is starting to get better at comedy and it's making lefties nervous. And this follows uh, a tweet from the same people that says it was really just a matter of time before former SNL cast member Jim Brewer teamed up with Clay Clark to join his traveling cavalcade of election COVID and QAnon conspiracy theorists known as the Reawaken America Tour. And I don't know who this guy is, but uh, this is uh, like some sort of telethon is what it seems like uh, is going on here. And this guy, Clay Clark, has a an Electro-Voice, I think RE20 microphone that's been, my guess, that it's been Sarah coated with an American flag. This is a custom microphone that has to, and his co-host, by the way, has to have also an American flag microphone, which I got to imagine in the budget, they were like, I mean, how much is the co-host gonna talk on camera? Do we really need the American flag? I guess we do, if we're gonna be, the reawaken america tour we can't cut costs at uh you know at what's that shit called uh body painting um microphones we can't cut our costs there so any uh, hydra dip these are all uh shit they do with guns actually okay so Jim Brewer is at this thing. And Jim Brewer, by the way, is like a very accomplished comedian. I think he's pretty funny. I've heard interviews with him recently. I don't have a problem with Jim Brewer. This is rough, though, because, well, let's listen to it, and then I'll tell the reasons that it's rough. You know what a cockatoo is? A cockatoo like... ah! By the way, they're showing a guy that looks like Bill Gates laughing at that spot. Guy in a cowboy hat laughing. There's a bunch of people on stage with Jim Brewer. He's waving his arms like a cockatoo right now. So I want to point out, we are 25 seconds into this bit, and the entire premise at this point, from what we can tell, maybe there was something leading up to this. We're 25 seconds in, and it's, do you know what a cockatoo is? And now I'm acting out what a cockatoo does. First off, I don't even know what a cockatoo I know it's a bird but I don't even know what a cockatoo is. You couldn't I couldn't pick a cockatoo out of a lineup. Second off, the the this is Jim Brewer is like a he's the goat. Goat on uh does the goat impression, goat boy on uh SNL. He was on um Half Baked. He was the very stoned looking guy. I also think by the way, I think Jim Brewer has um yeah, his, uh, I think his, his, him and his wife and family moved to like the suburbs. Um, he's, but he's also, so let's see, did, does she have cancer? I know that's a tough, Jim Brewer wife cancer. Her wife cancer. Yeah, so hopefully, I mean, It looks like this, so it was very, uh, last I heard it was like very, very aggressive um, cancer, maybe breast cancer. To be clear, uh, I, you know, let's hope that uh, D. Brewer, you know, whatever, thoughts and prayers. I think probably a guy like Jim Brewer, who is around someone who is presumably fairly immunocompromised, is actually a pretty good candidate for the vaccine he's been a vaccine doubter he you know got some notoriety recently for for canceling shows because the venues required the vaccine which i guess what i would say is um regardless of how you feel about that at least he's putting his money where his mouth is where i think a lot of these people are profiting including by the way this uh reawaken america tour they're like literally selling tickets during this, let's, let's get back to it. Let's get back to the cockatoo impression.
1: And that, that's what everyone's become.
0: Listener, you are a cockatoo.
1: Little cockatoo staring at the screen. Ah, ah, ah. Facts and figures, facts and figures. Ah, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci.
0: A little more arm waving.
1: Trust the science. Trust the science.
0: A little more wing waving. By the way, at one and point, I think it's coming up. Specialist,
1: specialist. Numbers going up. Numbers going up. One mask. Two max, Fascinated. Double. Th- ah! All
0: right. So early on, I'm going to get to that spot. Ah! Right about, let's see. Here's the, we're back to the Bill Gates looking dude. right here he uh, oh it even sounds like he's making the noise he's there's this lady these people are sitting on stage they must have been these are reawakened tour vip's they must be and he brings the mic down as though it it actually looks like he's giving her a real nancy Reagan uh with the microphone as her uh, as her phallus um anyway so jim brewer uh <laughs> what i want to know more than anything is how does he write this in a notebook Like, what does this look like in a notebook? Does this does he just go, he's got cockatoo? This is the way I write jokes, so let's just put it in the same framework. I'll write, like, uh, a subject, and then, like, kind of a whole bunch of punchlines that I need to get to, right? And then normally when I'm working them out, I, like, try all those punchlines, get rid of the ones that don't work, maybe add some new ones in. So do you think Jim Brewer is like, he's got cockatoo, facts and figures, Dr. Fauci. Those are just the actual words, just facts and figures, Dr. Fauci, trust the science. Does he have to write a note that says, say it like a cockatoo? Um, That being said, I'll open for Jim Brewer tomorrow. Come on out, Jim Brewer. I actually do. He does come out to Washington State pretty often. So that might be one of the places. Did he cancel? I wonder if Jim Brewer canceled. Um, Jim Brewer canceled olympia he does a show in olympia quite often i don't know if he canceled one there or not but i'm happy i'll happily open for you jim brewer bring it on and then finally we have uh voicemails which you could send a voicemail at two five three two three seven three two one seven and uh, I will play it on the air and I will respond to it, whether it be you wanting bad advice. I got a lot of bad advice or just to comment on things like this. It's whatever you want it to be. I will respond to. okay, here we go.
1: Hey um Casey
0: hold on i want I wanna make this clear right now. This was sent at three thirty one a m on a Wednesday <laughs> on a Wednesday. We'll start it over.
1: McLean.
0: Oh, maybe not. Here we go.
1: Hey, um, Casey, McLean. this is a serious, serious question. Is it gay if you like it?
0: So I believe the question is, we're going to hear a little more information about this, but the question is, is it gay if you like it? So, let's hear a little more from what this gentleman has to say.
1: <laughs> that, is it gay You like it? Or is gay for pay a real thing? Or or if you're in jail and you, and you get down, but you don't enjoy it, but you kind of do, but you're not looking forward to it, is it gay? Is it gay You like it?
0: Okay, so I want to start with this. Is gay for pay a real thing? Um, Or if you're in jail? uh, Listen, if you have some upcoming legal fees you need to pay, um, we can start a GoFundMe, send me some information, and I'll happily, if this is an avenue you're going down to, if this is a worry of yours, I'm happy to help.
1: Let me know. Is it gay if you like it? That's a great question. Yeah, if you don't like it... I don't like jacking off, but I still come. Well, I don't like it, but I still come. Is that a gay?
0: It, it... I gotta say, my... If you don't like jacking off, um, my bit of advice, and this is... um, You know, I know this is, this is from a place of privilege, but my advice... If you don't like jacking off, this is pretty revolutionary, so I'm sorry if this offends anyone, but my advice, if you don't like jacking off, is, um, just don't jack off.
1: If you enjoy the bust from another man, but if you don't, but you end up busting, is that gay.
0: So, if you enjoy the bust from another man, bust, B-U-S-T, I believe, uh but if you wait from another man, but if you don't, but you're, you're into busting is that gay. Um, listen, I'm into busting. I I'm here to tell you I'm into busting. I don't enjoy the bust from another man. No, I've never, I will, I will say that I, I have not experienced the bust from another man. Um, in a more wild time in my life, I missed the boat on that. Now this would be infidelity and I just simply can't I'm sorry if that's um, disappointing caller I think I know who this is by the way but uh, and I think I know at least two of the substances that led to this but let's go uh, we'll listen to one the rest of this and then'll I'll answer the question
1: You know we all have needs we're in jail
0: is it gay we like it let's go all right so um, we're not all in jail. I, this might be a call from a correctional facility and I'm glad I would, I would like to think that this is a, uh, an admission call. Like the person's being admitted into jail, they're going through, you know, he gives personal property to the, to the prison for the day that he, or the jail for the day that he gets released, he gets to keep that stuff or get that stuff back. And the next thing he does is goes, fuck, you know what I'm going to do? I'm not calling my attorney. I'm not calling my family. I got to call the Casey McLean voicemail line at 253-237-3217. That's what I hope this is. I'm not certain. Okay, so now the overarching question. Is it gay if you like it? Deep. Philosophical. Confusing. Erotic. There's a lot of adjectives that describe that question, but I think that the answer is relatively simple. It is only gay if you like it. Isn't that the answer? The answer is it's only gay if you like it. If you don't like it and it happens to you, I feel that's a different conversation. Probably better suited for a non-comedy podcast. Um, And if you do like it, explore that part of yourself, buddy. Do it. Do it. And report back to the Nobody Likes Casey McLean voicemail at 253-237-3217. Come see me do stand-up comedy. I will be in Fort Wayne, Indiana for New Year's Eve with Steve Renizzisi. uh <laughs> I will be at uh, Laugh's Comedy... Again, I'm, I'm so fucking bad at doing plugs that I'm doing them out of order. Uh, I will be at... So, Laugh's Comedy Club um, on... December 17th. Either 17th or 18th. You know, check my social media. December 22nd is the next time I will be at Airport Tavern. There's a show there this week. If you're listening to this right now, it's called Is This Normal with two comics from Seattle. Great comics named Aaron Engel and Alyssa Yeoman and some other great comics on the show. Go check that out. I'm not going to be on it, but the show's still free, still great. Go to Airport Tavern for that. Uh, I will be there on December 22nd. I don't know if I'm going to do a show on December 29th, but we're going to try to get shows on as many Wednesdays in 2022 as possible. Um, after that, January 20th, I will be, there's a little winery or wine bar in, in, uh, Olympia, check my social media. I'm headlining that show. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, January 21st, me and the aforementioned and beloved Gabriel Rutledge are going to be headlining, or uh, not headlining, we are going to be performing at the, he's headlining, I'm opening, at uh, North Bend Theater in North Bend, Washington. And then February 4th and 5th, I am headlining Honey Social Club and Eatery in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Come on out, check that out. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Follow me everywhere at the Casey McLean. Leave a voicemail at 253 237 3217. And otherwise, I will talk to you later.